TG Geeks, episode 171, May 28th, 2018. From vampires to brown coats to fandoms of all kinds. Hello and welcome to another webcast from TGGeeks.com, where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery, sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. I am Keith Lane, we're coming to you from TG Squared Studios in lovely Phoenix, Arizona on Memorial Day weekend. And I'm Ben Raginton, also coming to you from allergy-ridden because I've got some really bad junk going on in, in my throat and stuff. Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, so we it's Memorial Day weekend, and that usually is the time for Phoenix... Comic Fest. Comic Fest, yes. This year it's Phoenix Comic Fest. Last, Last year, was, year was, Phoenix was Phoenix Comic Con. Con. And we're going to just talk about our wrap-up of that right now. <laughs> Well, that's no indication of uh, anything that happened ah! at Phoenix Comic Fest, but... Well, actually, something did happen. Yeah, something did happen. There was, there was a little uh, mishap with the alarm system on yeah. Saturday night, so yeah. they had to evacuate the entire convention center. Yeah, that was a, a little strange thing that happened. Yeah, everybody but... blames Will Wheaton for that one. <laughs> well, it wasn't his fault. Uh, but all. the last time he was here, there was a fire alarm situation, and now he's back, and it happens again. Oh well, that yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, so there was a, a little evacuation uh, thing, and uh, they had a press conference on Sunday morning uh, early, and uh, uh, an official from the Phoenix Convention Center did come out and say that it was a malfunction in the mm -hmm. alarm. There was no malicious, no malicious intent. intent. And uh, that they, you know, checked it out, reset the alarm, had their technicians check it out. You know, but the so, good thing is that it yeah. did, it happened um, late in the afternoon going into the evening, so it wasn't blistering hot outside. True. And, uh, however, there were several events that were canceled. Yes. And, uh, one of them was the Blue Ribbon Army's uh, Kids Need to Read, uh, what is it, 80s Bash, or Rockets 80s Bash, I think is what, yeah. they, what they called it. And that was uh, supposed to be a fundraiser and a dance contest and all kinds of stuff for Kids Need to Read. They're actually giving refunds back, but I would encourage anybody that... Um, gets a refund on that to go ahead and make a donation to Kids Need to mm -hmm. Read since that's what it was for anyway. So the other things that we did, man, there was a, a lot of stuff, just so many things. Too much as always. Too much. Uh, we didn't get there till Friday afternoon, and we, we stopped by. And uh, Very first thing is we went downstairs to the, the dealer's or exhibitor's, exhibitor's hall, hall. Yeah, and call it the dealer's room. It is a dealer's room. <laughs> yeah, Let's anyway. be real. Yeah, anyway, for, for the old people that referred to it as that. Uh, Tony Kim, who is our uh, friend from Hero Within, had his booth right outside, just right right in front there with his uh, wonderful DC merchandise. And uh, unfortunately, he hasn't released his uh, Marvel merchandise yet, but he did say to us when we stopped by and talked to him, 
that his uh, Marvel line would be available for Comic-Con in San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah, yeah so, so hopefully uh, he, he said that, you know, he'd be happy to talk to us again just before that. Absolutely. So we hope to be getting a... Uh, Having another conversation with him very soon. He was uh, very excited about it, too. Yeah, yeah. We saw, then we went into the, the hall, and of course, we made a beeline for Tom Levine's booth because we know where his booth is always at. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Jeannie Koch was not there this year. Well, you know, and her absence is felt. It really was. I mean, they were always uh, right across from each other or catty cornered from each other. It was this, this this, this was wonderful just, little authors, yeah. you know, little coalition of, of power authors, you know, Jeannie, Tom, um, uh, Michael Stackpole. Michael Stackpole was there. It was always just a great little collection of, you know, some just awesome, awesome Arizona authors. And now she's in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we picked up uh, a couple of Tom's books and, and we're able to talk to him just briefly. And mm-hmm. we're, we welcome him to our welcome the fold. To the fold, yes. yes. And then we, we wandered around. We talked to Brian Augustine, of course, good friend of the show. And uh, in, in between him talking to folks that stopped at his table. And we found Al Sparrow yes. over there, who is the uh, one of the inkers and whatnot of uh, Red, Skirts, Red Skirts, as well as uh, some of his other stuff that he's done is incredible. We hope to have a, an interview with him sometime soon. You mean to do that for a while now? Yeah. And as we were walking around, we we were trying to get to the Amazing Wicked Writers with Terry L. Smith. She's got a huge, she's almost got an entire two rows, both sides. It's amazing with all of the authors that she's uh, gathered together there. But on the way, you discovered... I got stopped. Yeah, you got this, stopped. I mean, this guy literally puts us on it, and he... he I don't know what it was, but he wanted to talk to me. Maybe it's the the shirts that we wear when we go to these events. But it was Kevin Glover, and he's got a couple of uh, comic book lines or graphic novel lines, one for adults, another one for children. Uh, one's uh, Fractured Scary Tales. Yeah, that's his uh, website, FracturedScaryTales.com. But he, uh, he stopped to you and talked to you. Um, for a little bit, yeah. And he, uh, he wanted to know came over, wanted yeah. to know more about us, uh, and then he told me that he's uh, that they got another comic book line that they're about to put out, which is very LGBTQ, and said, "Well, definitely, we need to talk to you." And he was also very interested in the fact that we were big supporters of independent creators. Obviously, yeah. that that really rang true with him. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, I've sent him uh, an email, gave him a card as well. So hopefully we'll get to talk to him about that uh, new line of comics that he has coming up. And then we talked to Terry and we talked to Andrea and Duncan Richoff that were there Mm -hmm. and a couple of other uh, writers that she has in her little stable there of uh, peoples. And then we we talked to Barbara and Bryant Dillon of Fanbase Press. Well, you maybe you got I only got to see Brian. You got to see Barbara. Well, yeah, I was just saying. We, as in us, uh, over the course of the con, got to speak to those at Fanbase Press. That was what I was trying to indicate. <laughs> Not that you missed out on any of it, but you did. I did. Anyway, yeah. So and then we also talked to, uh, stopped by the Allied Marketing booth and talked to Patrick and Lori and just briefly and just said hi. Talked to the folks at Finger Paint Marketing. We didn't get back by for their... No, their, they were going to have some uh, nice display on Incredibles 2 yeah, for, um, uh, for Saturday. 
and we just didn't have the, we just didn't get the opportunity to make it there. Yeah, and we we bought a couple of books from uh, L. E. Modisset Jr. So, so how did we come in contact? Well, with him? that was because Jeannie said we should be talking to him, and we looked at how, my God, he's been writing books since 1978. Yeah, and it's just. It, it's book upon book upon book upon book, and he just so many different series. He just did one and, book and then never stopped. <laughs> yeah, hard science fiction and fantasy across multiple genres. So we picked up a couple of his books. I asked actually. I said, you know, Jeannie Koch had said we should talk to you, and we would like to read some of your material. What is a good entry yeah. level book or intro? into your writing and so he he showed us a couple of books and yeah and he's got he, he's taking a unique approach to universe building in, in one of his uh, fantasy series so yeah it will be interesting to see how um how this comes off yeah i i'm excited about that as soon as we get uh, one of those read i'll give him uh, an email and and have a hopefully chat. we have a chat with him and we saw a wonderful 3D artist. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Gosh. This man took classic comic book covers of both DC and Marvel and created 3D work. Uh, it, it was just incredible. Um, we got a card, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It's uh, 3dartandmore.com. Oh, the, the stuff 3D is artistic just design. beautiful. I mean, I mean really, the, the, I saw... I just... I couldn't stop taking my eyes off it. I mean, it's one of these things you can just stare at it yeah. for for hours uh, just because of the, the way it's created this. It's a multiple level. Yeah, very, very multi-level kind of artwork uh, that you just you have to see it to believe it. Um, hopefully we'll get um get a chance to talk to him down the line. But I think what he's doing is just beautiful yeah, hopefully we'll get to buy some of his work down the line I too wouldn't mind so, that i wouldn't yeah. mind having it on our on our studio wall exactly and we we stopped by the the lightsaber booth of saber Forge. oh yeah have to go by they there. had really some interesting we we had some friends with us and that have young kids so they were um interested in looking at the lightsabers they were a little you know i mean i i thought they were pricey but I don't need well, a lightsaber. A no, either. I don't need a lightsaber. Um, and there's a, and I will admit the quality of the work oh, is yeah. beautiful. Really great. It, it's really stunning. Absolutely. And we we stopped by and talked to Carrie Merrill. Uh, I had talked to her or chatted with her previously on Facebook, and to find out that she was going to be there, picked up uh, one of her books, and you know it was just it it's great. Now I will say that. When we go to a con, we try to take cash because you run across authors. They have to carry those books. They have to buy those books out of their pocket, mm -hmm. even though it's their book. Right. They have to buy them from the publisher out of their pocket, carry them to the con or ship them to the con. They have to, you know, pay tax. And if they're using taking credit cards, they have to pay the credit card fees and they have to pay for their table space and their hotel and There's all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of overhead, basically, for so, uh, for an author to do an appearance or to have a table. Absolutely. It, it's not a cheap event. So we always like to, if we've talked to an author or read some of their work, go by their table. That We saw Carrie last year mm -hmm. and uh, didn't get a chance to stop back by, but I picked up you know, her 
work on uh, for Kindle and read the the stuff. And then, you know, obviously this year we went back by and bought a book, but we always carry cash to do that. And I would make that suggestion to anybody going to a convention is take cash because pay for these, you know, some of this stuff with cash, especially the authors uh, and and the uh, people that are doing sketches and that any artist artwork that, yeah. that's there. You know, that is, they're there because they have to drag all that stuff. Now, some of the other things, some of the other vendors, that's part of their doing business. It, it you know, granted, it it's, uh, you know. Well, like Zia, Zia they had yeah. a display there, um, comicbookhero.com. They've they've got um or superhero.com. Yeah, they've superhero. got I was gonna, what yeah, superhero.com. You, you made my head hurt know, with sorry. that. <laughs> superhero.com. I mean, you know, but these are these are um these are businesses. Right. And and so they are set up to build that into their prices. And the authors and the the artists are are there just because. And so right. they have to tell you, you know, they have uh, less turnover in their products than, you know, like someplace that's a big business and does that for a living. And, so, and if you want to make an author really happy, I mean, the happiest authors are those oh, that yeah. have, they sell everything out before the con is over. Absolutely. They love it. Yep. And usually you can get, you know, the author's books at their table at a really good price oh. and they will sign the darn thing. Oh, so absolutely. It's they're they're wonderful happy to. to, to have, I mean, we have, Carrie's book, we we bought it twice on Kindle, the and, and then we bought a copy of it. Hmm. You know, I mean, she's had several books, but you know, it everything that we read, we buy it twice on Kindle, and then we buy a hard copy, right? You know, if we want to and get it signed. So we have the shelf of books that we have signed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So enough of that. That was my little advertisement for uh, well, authors and then and tie artists. that in a little bit with uh, our little visit with Beth Cato. Yes, we we oh I, I that was the one I was forgetting here. I ah, forgot to put it on just the, came to me yeah. right now. We we talked to Beth, and um, obviously we have read her books, uh, the Roar, uh, the Blood of Earth series, and it is just incredible. There's one that's coming out. Uh, in October, and we're going to hopefully see her in September and get a another interview with her. Yes, about with any the, luck. The new book coming out, and it it was great to go up there and see Beth and get a book and you know have her sign it and talk to her and and get a cookie too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And we also talked to saw Tommy Cannon there. Yeah, we I mean, just literally bumped into the yeah, guy. Yeah, and he is uh, he has got his Kickstarter going for Fred the Mustard Packet. If you haven't read any of it, go to Webtoons and look, or just look up Fred the Mustard Packet on Google, and it will take you to his webtoon. Oh my gosh, it, it's just craziness. Uh, it, it's it's all about. Uh, Clem's corn dog corner or corn dog shack or something like that, and the the condiments are have come to life. <laughs> so it's it's insanity. It, it's nuts. Some of the 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 artwork is is crazy, and uh, the storyline is crazy. But it really is enjoyable. But he's doing a, a Kickstarter to produce an actual book. So we've given to that, and hopefully we'll have him. Uh, as an interview soon oh, as well. Very soon. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, because Tommy's been a great supporter of us. And yeah, it, it was just really great to see him. 
Absolutely. And we stopped by a cult classics of Arizona booth and talked to Victor Moreno for just a moment. Uh, he's got some great things going with cult classics and they do uh, a film, not a film festival, but they every so often they do a classic horror or genre film at one of the local theaters. So it's great. Give them a look up on cult classics AZ. And then last, we're, last yeah. but not least, this, we for were, the second yeah. year in a row. Yeah, we're walking around, and conveniently, as we're standing there, Greg Grunberg walks by yeah. with his son. He just took his sunglasses off. Yeah, and so we recognized him, and it was like, okay, there he is again. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we that happened to us last year at San Diego, and now it ha- here in Phoenix, and it's like he's one I would like to get to. Because yeah. he likes to do a lot of independent stuff as well, so I'm he'd be he'd be a great person to chat with if ever could make that happen. Yeah, and you went uh, y- yesterday or Saturday. You went with um, we took some friends to uh, the Comic Fest, and you went down to the Jedi Training Academy. Yes. With- with Logan and enjoyed that. I oh, it was cute. I got some photos and they put those on Facebook. But this, they just had some people there who, you know, dressed in the Jedi robes and they were teaching people how, you know, they gave them, you know, like bats with foam on them. Yeah. So you couldn't really hurt anybody. And, um, and they just, you know, showed them certain moves. And at first it seemed kind of, kind of, uh, simplistic, but then actually it was, it was not bad. There was some really good choreography there and how everything was number synced and they showed, you know, how to, how to be, um, take an attack, uh, posture as opposed to a defensive posture, you know, the way to move your legs, all of that. It, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, poor Logan, unfortunately, his sparring partner at the beginning was a little bit too aggressive. So, oops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And but it was I, a lot of fun. Yeah, and I went with uh, Bailey and and Greg, and we went up to the how to get break into the gaming industry. So it was a a great uh, informational panel about how to get in the gaming industry by Eric Weil, who has been with uh, Sony in- Entertainment uh, Studios, I think. And so it it was interesting to hear how to kind of break into that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a nice panel. And then we also went to the, the Hogwarts, um, uh, it was uh, swish and flick, swish and flick that, panel. Yeah, so that was, uh, kind of interesting as well. And that kind of rounded out the number of panels. And I mean, we walked around the, the, the floor quite a bit and, mm-hmm. uh, it was, uh, an, a good con this year. So, yeah, Oh, well, and then the, the, Big thing. Sorry, you were going to say. Something? No, I was. I was going to say. I mean, it. We, we didn't. We again. We didn't get to hit everything we would have liked to have hit. No, uh, but there was there was some always. really great vendors, and it was just really again wonderful to be able to network and and um uh and to reconnect with a lot of the people that we've come to know over the past few years. Yeah, and then there actually had been a pre-planned uh, press press conference. conference. On Sunday morning, and it it turned into a recap and a uh, announcements about the evacuation from Saturday night. But also, the actual press conference was that next year it's going they're going to be renamed and they're going to call it Phoenix Fan Fusion, and that was because um, well they they changed it to Comic Fest this year 
because of the ongoing litigation against uh, several other companies uh, for using the Comic-Con name. And they just decided to go ahead and uh, put them, take themselves out of the, the line of fire, mm-hmm. shall we say, and change their name to Phoenix Comic Fest. And they said that just didn't roll off the tongue no, the way it, they, it, it they wanted it to. So. It, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, everybody keeps tripping over that one. Yeah. And they, they decided, you know, they said that they they looked at a number of names and tried to to figure out what would best fit what they do and they decided that phoenix fan fusion kind of fits the bill of where the company is going and what they're trying to focus on and that is the fusion of fandoms not just comics while comics is still a huge part of this festival or convention they wanted to fuse all the fandoms that they are representing together and make it a collaboration. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, that was really what that uh, was all about. And it was, it was a good press conference. So congratulations to we, them. And we but, have uh, that. Uh, we yeah. have uh, the press release for that on our website at tggeeks.com. So yep. please check it out when you have a chance. Uh, it goes into greater detail about everything that they're, they're talking about regarding Phoenix Fan Fusion as well as the details regarding the Saturday night event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the Saturday night event. <laughs> Evacuation event. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of our coverage of Phoenix Comic Fest this year, 2018. Hey, guys. My name is Gigi Edgley. I play Tiana on Farscape, and I'm the host of Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge. And you're listening to the amazing, awesome Amazing, 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 brilliant, perfect, wonderful 2K Geek! Can we hire her? <laughs> I wish we could. <laughs> I She's wish we awesome. had the money <laughs> to do that. And here's a few selected birthdays for May 28th through June 3rd, 2018. May 28th. Ian Fleming, who was who was actually a spy, yes, in his own right. So exactly. he took his experiences and created James Bond. Absolutely. Uh, May twenty eighth also is Gladys Knight of the Pips. Uh, of well, no, well, no, well, no, Gladys Knight and and the Pips. But the Pips were born different times. This was Gladys Knight's birthday. Okay, but. There would be no pips without Gladys, right? Right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> also, Jim Thorpe, born in 1888, Pottawatomie County, Oklahoma. He was uh, a Olympic athlete, uh, most notably for uh, in the early century. Early part of the century. What did he do? I I can't remember. I didn't look it up, and oh. I I I just I just remember because you know it. Jim Thorpe is from Oklahoma, and everybody always talked about him. Uh, anyway, so also on May twenty eighth, a great, big, huge, enormous, uh, wonderful, happy birthday to Patricia Chica, our friend and associate. We want her to have the. Happiest birthday ever. Well, so far she's been having a really good year with um, uh, with Morning After. Yeah, absolutely. And and she's got several other things in in the pipeline oh, yeah. and all kinds of wonderful things. So and happy- she's, she's been so good to us. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, can't say enough great yeah. things about her. Happy birthday, Patricia. 
May 29th, Danny Elfman. Hey, kind of interesting that you watched the... Yeah, that the, was pretty good. Uh, the, yeah, I, saw, I was watching a, a great performances. No, I saw, um, was it great performances? I, think I can't so. recall. Yeah. I think it was a great performances, and at Live in Lincoln Center, they did this uh, concert of Danny Elfman's scores. Yeah. And at the very end, he came out and sang some songs from Nightmare Before Christmas, and it was it was great to watch it. Yeah. Also on May 29th, Rupert Everett from Cemetery Man. Oh, yes. Yes. And David Burka, who is uh, um, the husband of, uh, oh, shoot, my brain just... And the thing is, I know that name. Uh, went, my brain has gone crazy. Oh, well, we'll come back to it. No kidding. <laughs> and Eric Wolfgang Korngold, he was a uh, composer and most notably ah. for... Uh, founding film music along with Max Steiner and Alfred Newman. They, they're they the ones that really kind of uh, just came in and created film scores. Before that, it was kind of, they picked up music here and there, but uh, 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 David Burka... Neil uh, Patrick Harris! Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, yes. You were... I saw you waving, but... Uh, yeah, David he, Burka is a, is a chef and he's married to Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. But anyway, moving on. Anyway, uh, Eric Wolfgang Korngold was um, the uh, composer for Captain Blood in 1935, starring Errol Flynn, and he won an Oscar in 1936. So he was, uh, if you've listened to, there's some other things that uh, are hanging out there that he wrote some uh, classical music that was not. Uh, 20th century sounding. It was more in the classical period. More romantic? Yes. So uh, give a, go give a listen to some of Korngold's music. May 30th, Colmini and Adele Dezim. Adina Menzel. Oh, that, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> that is never going away. Never. Never. <laughs> also, Mel Blanc. And friend of the show, Michael Ferris. May 31st, Colin Farrell, Walt Whitman, Rainer Werner Fassbender, who was a um, controversial director, screenwriter in uh, Germany, and just was had a vision that was unbelievable. Hmm. So go ahead and look him up. Also on May 31st, Peter Yarrow. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yes. Uh, June 1st, Dick Rutan. Uh, he's an aircraft designer. Tom Holland. Spider-Man. Edward Woodward. Rene Abigenois. Marilyn Mo Monroe. Andy Griffith. Jonathan Price. And Kip Thorne, the famed physicist. June 2nd, Wentworth Miller and Zar Zachary Quinto or Quinto? Quinto. Quinto, yeah. And Marvin Hamlish and Johnny Weissmuller. The original Tarzan. The original Tarzan. Tarzan. Oh. That needs to be isolated and used as some sort of sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On June 3rd, James Purefoy, who was uh, in Altered Carbon. Oh, God. Well, so good. Yeah. And Chuck Barris. 
who was the game show host of the Gong Show, and among others, and was there yeah. was supposedly supposedly a CIA, a CIA spy or something. Spy, yeah, I mean his. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I, I kind of want to hit a gong on that one. <laughs> yeah, where is my gong? Do no I have? Kidding. I don't have my gong, but we'll do this one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway. Warning, warning. <laughs> warning. And also on June 3rd, Randy Lapham, who is the lady friend of Russ Kesmerjak. Ah. And that's it for the birthdays this time. Give a listen to our friends over at Christon Radio. At, at what? At Christon? Christon Radio. Christon yeah. Radio. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a local Phoenix place. Krypton Radio. I Krypton. love that bumper. It's so professional. <laughs> it is so cool. Well, we have to hear it again. Yeah. Hi, uh, this is Holly. You're tuned in to Krypton Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Okay, I yearn for those profession for, for those production values. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> that great. sounds great. Yeah. So Gene Turnbow is uh, head of Krypton Radio, and he has gathered a lot of wonderful content over there. Go check it out. Check it out. And now, what time is it? It's that time again. Oh yeah. Time for listener. Feedback. 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 Yeah, I need to have an echo effect. Going. Feedback. 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 I'm sure there's something on the on the soundboard that'll light. You know, you push a button and then it go feedback, feedback, feedback. You know, like that. But yeah, but then it would get stuck there and we'd never get rid of it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> anyway, starting off, uh, episode 169. This is where we actually got to interview Arkle Brian Weber. And during the interview, he talked about uh, a, a show called Slipstream, and he just simply makes mention of that there's a rather cringy scene in there, and it might be a deal breaker, but he still wants people to check it out because he still thinks it's a good movie. So there that is. Also, uh, we ran an article for Social Saturday for the Film Bar here in Phoenix, and we got a comment from Hamish Downey. He says, places like this are precious. It's so easy to sit at home and watch a DVD, but we really have to get out there and support our local art house cinemas. These places are a window into the world for many, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and the Film Bar is kind of nice. It's it's downtown in the... Uh, one of the historic districts, uh, they've taken over a, a building. Sort of like a and, historic art district. Yeah, now. and they've revamped it and made it into a little cinema, and they got 70-some-odd seats or so. It's a really and cool place. It's kind of a neat place, yeah. yeah. So if you're in Phoenix, uh, go check out the film bar. Yeah, and they, do some, they, they, they show some fascinating things there. Yeah. Uh, also, we had a Spotlight Sunday article, and it talked about all the people who helped contribute to our show. And we got a comment, again, from Hamish Downey, and he uh, puts forth the News Sushi article uh, that we talk about, or that we put out on Fridays. World famous. World famous. And he says, Ben and Keith have the knack of making one feel more famous than Norma Desmond 
And simultaneously, as at ease as of speaking to my oldest friends, I'm truly honored to be a part of this site in my small way. I really enjoy having a platform to showcase my creative friends. Uh, yes, that was he gave a kiss. And then he adds, if you have something you want showcased, please let me know, meaning Hamish, and he'd be happy to do it. Yeah. And then we got a, uh, another comment from Jeannie Koch, another one who writes the old classics, newly reviewed uh, reviews from time to time. And she now, says, I, I have to have to say that when I I highlighted Jeannie, I, I pulled out some of her stuff from her bio, but I mentioned that she had moved to uh, to Atlanta and that she was, was now and, friendless. And Steve was were there and they were watching uh, everything on Turner Classic Movies because they have no friends. Ah, <laughs> so interesting. Okay, because Jeannie comes back with, I am required by law to mention that I am not actually friendless here and do have some very good friends here. Not a lot of them, and they're busy people just like we are, so we're all usually working and such rather than jet-setting about. But I do have them, just not as many as I had in Arizona. And then she parenthetically adds, post-courtesy and paid for by good friends of Jeannie in the creator, greater Atlanta metro area. <laughs> yeah. And yes. then we, uh, uh, Ro, contributor Ro for us, she... She uh, posted oh, uh, a trailer for The Happy Times Murders. Prepare yourself. These puppets are not safe for work. And we got a simple comment from Arco, and he, and he just writes this. It looks bad. Very bad. The end. <laughs> you need to see it. We've got that link on our website. Uh, and then Jeannie, we're just talking about her. She did uh, an old classics newly reviewed of The Big Sleep. This is a bogey movie from 1946. It's a bogey of a movie? Uh no, it's a it's it's a movie with a bogey. Oh, I see. Yes, and Hamish Downey comments with, uh, "I couldn't disagree." She didn't like the movie. I mean, she doesn't oh, love for it very re- various for, for reasons, variety but, of reasons. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't care for it. it's not her favorite. And Hamish writes, "I couldn't disagree more. This is one of the greats. I adore this film. It is a bit confusing." Let's say that the woman who played Carmen really stole the show in the original cut, but she was mostly cut out of the star version which emphasizes star power over plot. The book is a ripper, too, and explains the plot better, with more than a mild gay subplot. Yep. Jeannie this, was, was, uh, this was a bogey and Bacall film right. that kind of established their, their, their on-screen their on-screen chemistry. Screen, yes. Yeah. And Jeannie Koch wrote, The Hubs, meaning her husband Steve, adores Bogart. I've liked Bacall in other things. This had a lot of style, but it was incomprehensible and impossible to follow. It's a classic because Bogart's in it, but that's the only reason. I did find a new appreciation for Bogart because I don't find him attractive in any way, and yet I could believe he had every woman eating out of his hand. However, that's not enough to make me ever want to see it again or to recommend (laughs) it. Hmm, Jeannie, tell us what you really think. Oh, you did. It's in the article. Check it out on TGGeeks.com. Yeah. And we want to say that uh, we would welcome your comments on any article and, uh, of course, our podcast or webcast. Anything that you find, wherever you find it, on Facebook or on any social media or on our website, you are more than welcome to comment on it. And we will talk about your comments and we'll give you a shout out on the air. And if you want to leave a voicemail message, you can do that at our listener feedback line at 469-TG-GEEKS. That is 469-844-3357. And as always, please Please play play nice. nice.
yeah, baby. They're like two gay geeks. They're together, you know. They're two gay guys and they're geeks. Is that okay? Oh, boy. It's game time. Are you done? I'm done. Oh, thank you. We had not just Phoenix Comic Fest this last weekend, but the oh my weekend gosh. before, we, we were... were in Woodland Hills, California, which is uh, not far from L.A., at WhedonCon. At WhedonCon. That's, so that's why the uh, intro was from vampires to brown coats. Right. Yeah. So the uh, the guest of honor was Sean, Sean Mayer, Mayer and of Firefly. Uh, Firefly, and then there was also another guest, which uh, seemed to be getting most of the traffic anyway. James Marsters. Yeah, yeah he was the real hit. Yeah, you know, which was ah, uh, I feel kind of bad for Sean. He's a real Sean's a really nice guy. Yeah, and we'd we'd love to talk to him on the I'd show. I'd love to talk. We got to a Sean. picture with him too. It was yeah. Really Really kind of nice to have he's, he's a, a, a He's a really sweet guy. And yeah. he actually wanted to talk to us about our iPhones, which was I thought was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting, yeah. And we there were also several other guests there, and most notably Gigi Edgley. Yes. Yes. Uh, she was there because uh, Uncharted Regions, Neil and Jana Halford, were there to present their second radio drama called These Haunted Hills. And we went to that panel. And, it oh was, my gosh, it was a, it's it really was good. Incredible. It's, now, it's a rough cut. Yeah. I mean, poor Neil had, he was just literally burning the midnight candle. I mean, he only got like an hour of sleep trying to put together a presentable mix. So this, it was very much a rough cut. We are very excited for when the, uh, when the, when the final mix, the final mix is down there and it'll have all the music that he's writing for it. So I can't wait to hear it. But what we heard was really interesting. Oh, and my gosh. It was filled a, with some nice little kind of twists and turns. Yeah, in there it was too. an incredible radio drama, theater of the mind, if you will. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we, we got to uh, Gigi was in that. So that was why she was there for for that. And um, among other things. And we got a photo with Gigi or several photos. Several. with Gigi. So oh, she's really kind of, and I got to chat her. with her. She is just a wonderful individual. And we we walked around the little dealer room that they had there, and we saw, talked to. You saw some yeah, real. We some, saw this one table. Oh great my gosh! Art. My gosh! There was there was all this artwork there, and it was across multiple genres and styles and multiple styles. And this gal was there, and I said, "Did you do all of this art?" And she it said, "Yes." Her. It was all hers. It was incredible. I mean, really amazing oh stuff. Gosh. I mean, we we I we we are not sugarcoating this. I thought the artwork was brilliant. I mean, she, one panel she's she's drawing uh, work of a cat that is like it. It really looks like something that um, Edward Gorey would have drawn. And then another moment she's drawing this cute little spirit-like teddy bear, and she did it with dots, and it looks all kind of almost like something out of a Disney. And Disney effect. You know, it was amazing. Yeah, and she had. Um... It was just, it was so many different styles. I was, I, I was amazed at how many styles she used mm-hmm. because most or uh, artists, artists are kind of they pick their style and, and they really stick to it. What that's what they 
you know, draw and, and do their, their thing in. But she was had multiple styles. Her name is Rachel Walker, and uh, she's Edge of the World Art. Mm-hmm. And it it's incredible. We picked up uh, one of, they have a, a little comic book. It's called Spooky the Cat. And it was Tells written. the future. She drew it, and uh, it the story is by her husband, David Cohn. Yeah. And so, it is, the cover is so it's just, cute. It is so cute. Yeah. I, it, it makes me think of a little, little tiny kitten. It, yeah. It's 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 Bagheera when he was a kitten. Yeah, it's a little black cat with a, a crystal ball. So it's really cute. So we're going to take a look at that. And hopefully we'll have them on the... I hope so. Because, yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, again, no sugarcoating. She is really, really, really good. Really good. I'm seriously good. Uh, yes. So I, I can't wait to talk to her. Yeah, and then we discovered, uh, actually, during the Uncharted Regions... Hey, an that, old friend uh, showed up. An old friend showed up, uh, Larry Nemechek, and we, we found Actually, out. we bumped into him, and we were, we were at the Starbucks in the, near the lobby, and, yeah. and he just kind of walks in, and yeah, it was a great little reunion. Yeah, and he, he had a panel there on Portal 47, and uh, all things Star Trek, and so that was kind of nice. To, we went to that panel, and we also ran into a friend of ours, Gene Turnbow from Krypton Radio. Yeah, because he, uh, was, he had something to do with haunted, uh, these haunted hills yeah, as well. Yeah, he was introducing that. And his wife is actually on the staff or something of the Whedon Con. Of Whedon Con, yeah. So, she had something to do with that. And it was nice to talk to Gene and uh, ch- chat him up a little bit. Oh, yeah, it was great. And then later on in that evening, we, we kind of hung around. This is the best around. part. And the best part was after the dealer's room closed and Neil had gone up to take a, a little nap, Neil and Jane had joined us and Larry Nemechek in the bar for drinks. Oh, this and, was the best time. Oh my God, so much laughter. Yeah. <laughs> there were, it was so funny. And of course, Neil and Larry and myself being from Oklahoma, some of it turned into stories about Oklahoma. Oh, <laughs> so it was just. There, I mean, there is one. I mean, now here's the thing. The, the whole bit about, you know, if Larry needs to get his Oklahoma accent back. Now, granted, that story, you had to have been there. You have to be at the table yep. listening to this, but it had me just falling over with laughter. Yeah. I mean, and oh, it it was a jewel. It it was just wonderful, and it shows that you know, Larry Larry is a very animated character uh, to begin with. Uh, so, but but when he's really relaxed and he's socializing, he is just so unbelievably entertaining, yeah. and so is Neil. Oh yeah, Neil's amazing. Both Get everybody all of them. together. I mean, there. yeah, it really it, he, we had the greatest time, and then we we went out to dinner after that with Neil and Jane, and it, gosh, that was just such a great weekend. It really was a great weekend. We stayed in Burbank, and uh, actually across from the um, the airport at the Marriott there, because uh, that was the the most least expensive hotel. Right. Uh, and we actually on that Friday night, uh, the con was on Saturday that we went to. And then on Friday night, we oh, went yes. to see 2001, A Space Odyssey, and the restored 70 millimeter print. Now, yeah. it was a print and they took an original negative, film negative that they found in 1992 and they cleaned it up. Do we have it, a press release on that? Yes. Yeah, so check or, that no, out. No, not press release, but you did. Well, well your, I did have I do have a review for that, so I, please check I that out. A, I thought you did a press release on that. I don't I don't recall. Anyway, but uh, Christopher Nolan was in charge of this restoration and they did what is called a chemical restoration. They they cleaned up the negative that they found 
and then they produced another print. Right. So it was absolutely incredible. Now, the film was on the big screen at the Arclight Theater, Mm -hmm. and it was really great. There were still some artifacts, but, you know, you can't help that when uh, an old negative is found and, and there are artifacts on there, so... But anyway, that was really great to see that the at the Arclight Theater. It, yeah, this it it was it was an amazing experience. Um, the movie looked absolutely beautiful. Um, it, it everything just popped off yep. the screen. It it was gorgeous. Yeah. So that's uh, that was it for the last weekend, and so I guess we move on to the the next thing we have, huh? <laughs> I just verified we don't have a press release oh, on that. Yeah. Darn. Yeah. But yes, there is a review. So, but let me let me cover everything else that we just ran yeah, from the week, the, this week. Right. Yeah. Uh, so starting uh, from Sunday, May twentieth, uh, we uh, ran an article on all of our contributors who help with uh, the website. To everything that TGGeeks.com go. The com, yes. And then on Monday, of course, we had episode one seventy, and then also Roe, one of our contributors. She shared the trailer for the Happy Times, mur- Happy Time Murders. Prepare yourself; these puppets are not safe from work. And then on Tuesday, I uh, had a review. The it's for the third book of Child of Atlantis. The book is called Catalyst, and we also ran a press release. Somebody new came on board. Tom Levine joined, climbs aboard as a contributor. We're excited about that because he's got some ideas on things he wants to do for our website. We're very yeah. excited. And then on Wednesday is my review for 2001 A Space Odyssey under the old classics, newly reviewed. And also, uh, Andrea Richoff, she got to go to a press screening for On Chesil Beach, and she has a review about the acting and the story there. So check that out. On Thursday, uh, May 24th, had a three-episode thoughts on this latest season of Elementary. And for people who don't know... The series got renewed. Yeah, it was only surprise. To, it was supposed to be the last season, and only thirteen about episodes six or so. Episodes. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen episodes. Thirteen episodes. It got renewed for twenty. The, I mean, they they gave this, another additional yeah. twenty, and they've renewed it for a seventh season. Yeah, go amazing. figure. So, but yes, I've got my three episode thoughts for Elementary this year, and then on Friday, you've heard from you've heard uh, from Hamish Downey, and he has his news sushi morsels of news from Japan and beyond. Issue number 12, and I said he is the, I now say he's the um, outer planet famous. Yeah. Last week was the inner planet of the solar system, now it's the outer planet. And then also had a review for a fun frolic of a ride with Solo, a Star Wars story. So check that out. And then on Saturday, uh, we ran an open forum article for our social Saturday about, you know, hey, anybody out there, if you know of a really cool geeky place or a geeky event in your part of the world. It doesn't have to be Phoenix. Yep. But you're part of the world. Hey, yep. let us know. We'd be happy to share it yeah. on our website at tggeeks.com. A little geeky place or a nerd nirvana or something like that. Or some some event that's coming up. Yeah. I mean, we know we talk about that, you know, if you want to put it on our calendar, but it kind of goes in line with that. So, yeah, if you know of a really cool place that nerds like to hang out, let us know. We'd be happy to share it. <laughs> 
Yeah, and we do have all of this interesting content on tggeeks.com. For those of you that are only listeners to the webcast, check out our website, tggeeks.com. We're going to have lots of things on there. Mm -hmm. So check out the stuff that we do. As always, we have our follow-up items. Check out our calendar, and that's kind of rolling into our uh, Social Saturday events. So let us know of anything that we should know about that we should talk about on this show in a follow-up. There are several new books that are available for pre-order that we have uh, listed in our widgets on the right-hand side of the page. And the first is Beth Cato's Roar of Sky. It's the third book in the Blood of Earth series. And The Last Sun by Katie Edwards. This is his first novel. I should point so out that um, Katie Edwards just tweeted earlier today uh-huh. that he turned to the manuscript for the second book, The Hanged oh, Man. Oh, Man. Oh, cool. He just turned in his first ma- his yay, first completed yay. manuscript for book two. Yay. So check out the widgets on this on the side of the page and pre-order those. Uh, they mean It means a lot to the authors and to the publishers if you pre-order. And as always, Arizona Opera has finished its season, but they began in October. It's going oh, to be an incredible season. I, I have never been wonderful things. I have never been year. so excited for a, for a, a season as I am for this year. Yep. So check out uh, azopera.org and to, for tickets and what's going on next year. And as everybody knows, we are huge supporters of independent creators, uh, and whether it's filmmakers, comic book artists, writers, or others. Please consider supporting those independent creators by buying their stuff. Right. Special shout out to, I'm going down the line, Doctor Who Talking Who, Michael C. Burgess, Human Oracle. They're all on Twitter and they have paper leads that continually republish our content. Doctor Who Talking Who's is the Doctor Who Fancast Guide. You can find it by going to Twitter at Talking Who. Michael C. Burgess's is the Byron Nick Semi Journal Aggregator. You can find him on Twitter at Byron Nick. That is B Y R O N I K. And the Human Arkle. His is the Arkle Times Post Dispatch News. You can find him on Twitter at Arkle, A R K L E. And speaking of him, he has his incorrect Star Trek Voyager quotes on Tumblr. We'll have the link for that on our show notes for this episode and um, Brian is hoping that he can kind of get back to that and you know put some new fake quotes out there also special shout out to the Facebook group the gay geek for allowing us to post our episodes and sometimes related stories on their page the URL is facebook.com slash group slash the gay geek it's a private group so you'll have to sign up for it and get approval but generally you'll get approved so long as as we like to say as long as you play nice because Everybody is welcome. And as always, a special thanks to their high imperial moderator. His name is Jeremiah Reeves. He's a really awesome guy. Thank you, Jeremiah, for all of this. Yes, thanks, Jeremiah. And we want to remind you to occasionally click on our Amazon ads at the bottom of each page and on the right-hand side. It just gives some traffic to Amazon, and uh, every once in a while, we get a little kickback from them. Not much, but occasionally. And lastly, check us out, uh, but not leastly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. I don't either. (laughs) Check us out on iHeartRadio and iTunes and YouTube and Stitcher and all of the usual places. We have... And the unusual places. And the unusual places. So check out everything at tggeeks.com. Up next time, we don't know what we're going to have, but we will have something for you. So uh, stay tuned. You never know what's going to happen.
Okay, that should do it for this episode of TG Geeks Webcast. Be sure to check out the article of this webcast episode at tggeeks.com. We're going to have several links on the page. And remember, you can comment on our Facebook page or our website, or you can leave us a voicemail at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. From TG Squared Studios, I am Keith Lane. Thanks for listening. I bid you peace. Cheers. Cheers.